Good evening and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. Ryan Reynolds and co come to town this weekend as the Jules host Wrexham in what is an all-set-out clash at Freefield Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Tonight we're going to be looking at that, so we're going to be looking at yeah a few um, injury updates as Jorge Hurtado um, won't be won't be returning in, in the Jules shirt as he's got to have surgery um, and. Uh, yeah, it looks like that he's played his he's played his last game in a Gillingham shirt, which is which is very very sad. Um, another injury that we're we're heading into Saturday, amongst the others that we've got, is a uh, is Jake Turner who didn't train today, so we may actually see a league debut um, this season for Glenn Morris, um, which is quite staggering considering he he won he won our Player of the Year um, last season. So yeah. Um, we'll we'll bring we'll bring both our speakers in tonight. Then uh, Owen and Matt, uh, gents. Good evening. Um, yeah, I guess uh, Owen will come to you first. I know obviously you did the you did the the review of Tuesday night, which was a complete bore fest. Um, now you've had a time to think about Tuesday. How would you? Uh, yeah, how would you review it as a whole? Um, basically the same really it was it was quite difficult to get it to half an hour long if I'm being completely honest and that's just because uh, really it really was a game that was devoid of any real talking points really there's not too much to digest into it um, I know there was a bit of a mis uh, well not miscommunication but um, different fans having different opinions about the setup some saying it's a great, uh, great get a point against the league leaders. I said not many will get four over two games, and yep, that's probably true. And we've resorted them to zero goals across those two games. But you know, we played them opening day when they started the season really poorly, went there and deserved to win. Um, uh, but Tuesday, I don't think we we deserved to win. I don't think we deserved to lose either. Really, I think they sort of reverted to type in the second half and started playing a bit like us, where. The longer it ran on, they were probably happy for, happy for a point, which I said on Tuesday is a lot easier for them and uh, in their situation being top of the league to settle for a point than it is for us when you know every team between us in eighth and I think Walsall in sixteenth are within a point or two of, of the top seven, where where we are, every point is a lot more vital. And I just don't think we we did nearly enough to to try and win the game on Tuesday, and that was the the big frustrating thing for me because I think the the fact is, Stockport have conceded seven goals in two games prior to that game. They are a very good team. They are probably still going to go up. I wouldn't have thought they'll have any issues uh, from now until the end of the season. And they'll they'll you know do one better than they did last year and get the job done this time. But it, it still looks to me as an opportunity missed. I know they're top of the league. I know this, that, and the other. But when you're the home side, as as, as a fan, I want to see us try and win the game. And I just don't. I just simply don't think we wanted to do that in the second half. I thought we were just too cautious and saw the point that was there. Obviously, they felt the same, as I said earlier, and the game just petered out into nothing. There's really two teams who just seemed too scared to try and try and grab all three points, and it ended up being what it was. But I still, regardless of how good the opposition are, I still see it as a missed opportunity, not for lack of effort during the game, but lack of bravery, I would say. Yeah, Matt, what what about you, mate? Um, we'll bring you in. What, what are your overriding feelings now, now, obviously, Tuesday's been and gone. Oh, well, f- first off, can you can you hear me? Because I know Owen had issues the other night. I can, buddy. Yeah, I can hear you. 
Okay, perfect. Well, yeah, okay. So the, uh, obviously the other night, no, after reflecting and obviously understanding and listening to the post-match comments and understanding obviously all the injuries and everything and everything that's gone on, a point isn't a bad result when you look at it on paper, but the actual game itself, yeah, I just... We lacked that bravery. I think uh, Owen said it right going forward. And it's, I don't know, it was a missed opportunity. I understand, though, obviously, with the injuries. But, you know, we had three shots, you know, all game. I think one on target from Johnny Williams in the first half at home. For me, that that simply isn't good enough. I know you are playing the league leaders, but we needed just a little bit more fight at home. I thought we set up the atmosphere well right before kickoff. The last waltz was sung brilliantly. Everyone was singing for the first 10 minutes, but the players, I felt, didn't really give us much to cheer going forward anyway. So, look, I think they all know it wasn't the best game in the world. And, look, Disney are coming on Saturday. Let's hope they put on a performance. Yeah, they certainly are. Um, yeah, obviously, before we head into tonight's show properly, a massive thank you to our um to our sponsors, um, as always, um, Belleville, uh, been an incredible sponsor so far. So much support, um, giving us, giving us tickets to give away. And we've got plenty of other things that we're doing with them. Um, Grit Consultancy, the same, um, as, uh, as well. Um, obviously you, you've seen, um, you might have seen the logo at the bottom of, of the graphic the other night as, as well. Level Up Leads. So Dan Francis has just started his new business at Level Up Leads, um, a website agency. He's a he's a Jules fan, um, which is absolutely fantastic to see all these all these businesses getting involved with the podcast, as well as um as well as Gaslit Kent and Sean. So um yeah, absolutely brilliant that the businesses are getting involved and, and when you see the the level of quality of uh, when we use block, um that's that's um that's that's why you see the the quality of our interviews and our live shows all, all come from Nick at Block. Um so so yeah, um next week we've got our live show um Wednesday um with with obviously Nick doing it and we may also have a, a little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a surprise chat in there as well. So, so stay stay peeled for that. Um yeah, let's let's move on to 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 yeah, I, I guess the the, the big news in the week um, wasn't actually from from Gilling, uh, from from a Gillingham point of view. It was, was from um, it was from our old manager Neil Harris who, who decided that he was going to leave Cambridge um, United and, and take the reins at Millwall, which was announced yesterday. Owen, um, I suppose we've got to mention it because um, I suppose he he was involved in this season and and it was a, a well talked about topic um, throughout social media. Certainly, yesterday. Um, what give us your thoughts on it then, Neil? Going back to Millwall. Um, to be honest, it's not that I don't know. You've given it a big bit of build up there, but um, it's not really something I want to talk about too much, just because it's not. You know, the amount of times we've spoken about Neil Harris in the last God knows how many months. Um, we we need to you know move on from it. It is a, an odd situation, obviously, um, but. You know, he's not Gillingham manager anymore. Um, he's, you know, not Cambridge manager anymore. He's obviously always been a, a Millwall man. Um, will he have jumped ship to go to Millwall if he was still here and we were in a decent position? Don't know. But, you know, it's, it's always been, teams always have their club. I suppose he's 
sort of like a better version of our Hessenthal, if you like. He would go back to Jill's if he was ever offered it. But yeah, um, I suppose it is quite funny in a way that he started at League Two and he's going to end the year in the Championship. Um, I tweeted just say that um, you know Como feels a long time ago now, but um, yeah, that um, uh, I've always liked Neil. Very uh, in person, very very great bloke. Um, obviously, I've said many times my thoughts on um, his sacking and, and this that and the other, but um, yeah, look, it doesn't uh, doesn't really concern us anymore, does it? It's you know interesting. I get I get why he brought it up, obviously, but um, yeah, I, I don't have too much to say about it. To be honest, it was. It was quite funny, but you know he's not here anymore, and we've got to got to focus on ourselves. Yeah, Matt, I, I suppose it brought up it, it, the, the the topic point it did bring up was um, like it like it always has is that um, sort of look look where Nils look where Nils ended up and look where sort of we are at the moment currently, and that, and that was sort of the main talking point of yesterday was that. Some fans decided to say, "Well, I bet he's, I bet he's laughing at us a little bit." What's, what's your thoughts on, on Neil going from? Because he must be one of the only managers, surely, in, in football history, to go from League Two to League One to the Championship in the same season. Well, as I say, one, uh, just remember this for the quiz questions in about five to ten years. You know, which manager have managed three teams in a in a third season? Uh, <clears throat> be Neil Harris will be the answer. All we need now is for. You know, maybe your Luton's manager to get sacked and Neil to be offered the job there. Then he would have done the clean, uh, clean sweep in a season. Uh, and also, it's probably going to make the, uh, you know, the uh, summertime friendly against Millwall a bit more interesting if he's uh, going to come back. But look, it, it was written in the stars. That That's all. You know, as soon as Millwall were, decided they were going to get rid of their manager, there was only one person they were going to go for. It was going to be, be Neil Harris. And he'd been at Cambridge, what, five weeks um, for me, obviously, the funny thing is now, obviously, with uh, Macaulay Bond, with the comments he made going, you know. <laughs> uh, but look, it, he was our manager at the start of the season. He's not our manager now. Good luck to him at Millwall. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it's all about Stephen Clements and the junior team. Yeah, head and he, I guess heading into the weekend then, I mean, um, we've, got, we've got quite a few injury concerns. Um, obviously, all it looks like Ortado's not gonna not gonna kick a ball in a in a Gillingham shirt again. Um, Josh Andrews has now been pushed back another week um, after picking up a knock in the knock in the B team game. Uh, George Lapsley uh, has only done half a training session. We've got no Dom Jeffries pretty much for the rest of the season. It looks like Jack Turner um, is not gonna make it for Saturday. He didn't train today. Um, yeah, we've. I suppose we've gone through the middle a little bit in terms of we look at our strike force. We've got now got Hawkins, Nadison, Walker, um, and that's that's sort of it. We're light in midfield. Um, yeah, a bit frustrating one handed in this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, it is very frustrating. Andrews, especially. Um, we hoped he'd be back for this weekend. If not. Maybe if we were beating them, get a bit lucky, he might have been a, around for Tuesday's game. But, you know, we saw the, the news during the week um, that he played and scored, and we thought that's great news. Good to get him, you know, up and running, be ready for Tuesday, for Saturday now. And then he goes and does something else. Well, I say he goes and does something else. It's not his fault, obviously, but it's incredibly frustrating. Um, you know, look, let's 
let's not pretend that the January situation is looking any better than you know we thought it might have been in the first place. Um, you know, on the outset of it, we've got rid of Macaulay Bond and Tom Nichols, who have you know, Macaulay's not had a great start at Cambridge, to be fair, and you know, his his, his, his future's up in the air now with that um bombshell yesterday. But Tom Nichols has gone to a good Mansfield team, started scoring goals already, getting assists, which is good for him personally because um, I think he fits a team like that. But when you look at it and you look at the fact we've brought in um, Letardo, who you know, look, if he, if he wasn't getting injured, he'd be one of our key players towards into the season. No one can, no one can do anything about that. It's just hard luck, and it's you know, a massive shame. I'd like to see us try and get him back next season, depending on what Watford want to do, etc. But um, yeah, it does look a bit dubious when you know you look at the other two. Josh Walker's not done anything so far. If I'm being completely honest, I hope that goal against MK Dons as easy as it was might have you know sprung some confidence into his step. But he, you know he's been pretty anonymous in recent games to be completely honest and I don't mean that as in he's played really badly I mean you haven't really noticed him and as a striker you can't afford to go through games like that I don't think and then signing Josh Andrews I know there's a there's a thought to the future with it it is a permanent deal but signing someone who was already injured wasn't going to be back until near enough a month after the window anyway and then he injures himself again it's just really not a good look um he may well prove out to prove to, to be a, a really good player, either into this season or next. But you know, you, you wanted to do it, don't you? If there was maybe a way we could have spoke to Birmingham and signed him on a pre-contract rather than a, uh, a one for now and say, "Well, here's a fee that's signed this player, but let's make not make it official until uh, the summer." So that way, you can tie him up before other teams get there, and you can turn your attention to someone for the short term, uh, somebody who is fit and available, and. I think that was always going to be a risk when you um, you sign someone who's injured. You know, we hope it was only for a week or two, and you know, we, we, do, we see it so often with players who have reoccurrence of their injuries. They're one or two weeks away, and then they pick up another little knock, and another one, another one, another one. You know, Matty Willock springs to mind, and you know, we just hope he can get himself fit soon, and we can actually see what he's about. But yeah, and, and the face of it, the window for me in terms of striking options and who've replaced and who we've bought in Atado aside, because obviously as I say that's that's nobody's fault. It's it doesn't look like a good piece of business to be honest. And, you know, the injuries to him being in that position obviously don't help. Um Dom obviously we knew about. He's been injured for quite a lot of the season really. And, you know, George again, minor, but it's another player we don't have, so it makes it a bit more difficult. And yeah, when when you're you are where we are and you're in a position we're in with so many teams in and around that same position as we are in, it it's, makes it 10 times more difficult when you are getting these injuries and you are losing players who are, who are going to be key to any potential success. And, you know, I don't want to say it, but that that the consistency or that and that consistency is why I, I probably think we, we won't be the team to make it. Christian, um, we'll bring you in then. Um, Wrexham fan. Um, yeah, good evening, mate. Obviously, yeah, Wrexham, Wrexham come to come to to Priestfield this weekend. It's a nice way to actually come on to the game this weekend. Actually, bringing in the Wrexham game, uh, bringing in the Wrexham game. Um, yeah, Chris, give us give us a lowdown on on how Wrexham are getting on then. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, Pleasure. We're not doing really well at the minute, to be honest. Um, got quite a run of away games, and we're really not very good travellers at all. So uh, I think you guys. Trying to fight for a relegation, uh, not relegation. What am I talking about? Playoff spot at the minute. You're probably in a good uh, sort of space at the minute for playing us. 
Um, we've got a few injuries in midfield. Um, I think the only thing going for us at the moment is we, we've got a squad depth. Um, so we've got quite a congestive, uh, congested period at the minute with games on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And uh, we are rotating the squad. So, uh, so yeah, it's, I, I, I'm thinking a draw this weekend, to be honest. I'll be happy coming away with a draw. Yeah, it's a bit weird because we have an average gate of five and a half, six thousand, but it seems that this one's the big one for for for, for the home fans this weekend, and it's it's a sellout. Um, are you are you, are you, are you surprised we get that at that, or do you get that quite a lot? <laughs> no, we we get that all the time. To be honest, it's uh, it's a standing joke that uh, everyone's. Uh, Everyone's here for the Wrexham. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Rob and Ryan are quite a draw. So, yeah, they've not only upped the uh, the Wrexham crowds, they're up, they're up in everyone's opposition sort of crowds as well. I, I, I hear, I hear, um, I hear Rob, apparently Rob's coming this weekend, but, but Ryan oh, really? isn't. Um, okay. So, did I, did I attend a lot of games or not? Not really. Um, no? Well, they did uh, last year. I think uh, Rob McLaney was doing a tour in Dublin and London, so he was up quite a bit. Um, Ryan, I believe, has been filming uh, in London of late, but no, he's they've not visited Adley at all this year. But to be honest, I think it, we're used to it now, and uh, and, and don't uh, don't even blink now when they visit. But uh, um, I mean, they've they've done an incredible job for you guys, regardless of whether they're they're there or not. Um, I mean. Yeah. yeah, what what are what are your what are your expectations as a football club then? Because you've you've come mm. up you've come up from the conference. Um, yeah, and, and you've, done, you've done very very well, haven't you? And 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 it seems like this season you've you've immediately become one of the big boys in League Two. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fifteen years we spent down in the National League. It was uh, we had one or two sort of decent years. Um, trying to get promoted. So it's like we, we got over the 100 points the year that Fleetwood went up. Um, so it, it's a hard league to get out of when there's only one automatic spot. Um, but yeah, finally did it. And um, we hope we, as long as we stay in the AFL now, I think we're all happy. Uh, there's, they say there's aims to game for the Premiership. Um, I think a lot of fans would quite happily sort of see league well possibly championship as a ceiling um really but uh yeah um a lot of us think that we're there for automatic back-to-back promotions but yeah it would be iffy it's um stockport are definitely going to take it i think mansfield's strong i think they're the best side that we've seen at the race course this year I definitely think they're t- them two are going up. Crew are really pushing us at the minute hard. Um, I think we possibly will get to League One, but I think next year we'd struggle. Interesting, interesting, and mm. I, I've I've certainly seen it from your fan base that that am I right in thinking Parkinson's come under a little bit of criticism um, of late? It, does that does, it, does, does, does he that has come from his whole tenure and I don't get it. So um, yeah. it's like 150 games in. He's, he's won two-thirds of those. Um, he got us promoted. He should be idolised. Um, and he is probably by the majority, but there's a, a loud minority that every now and again call for his head, um, even after a run of three losses. 
Uh, a bit ridiculous, I think. Um, <laughs> he's, he's got his same style of play. He never has a plan B. Um, we're always doing this uh, 5-3-2 or 3-5-2, whichever way you look at it. So it's going to be a match-up this weekend. Yeah, it's. I, I never call it a 5-3-2 because our wing-backs are just rubbish defensively. So <laughs> it's more of a 3-5-2. Um, he will not make any subs before 70th minute. Wow. So it's like even when we're playing poor, it's like we're, shout, we're shouting and calling for subs, but he's, he's quite stubborn like that. Um, every Once in a blue moon, he'll come and change it up. Um, but yeah, it's not that often. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, just looking at your results, you're, a, you, you're unbeaten in the last three. Um, you've, had, you've had two wins. Two wins and a draw. Um, certainly, the MK Don's game was lively in terms of the, <laughs> it's, the, it's a bit the, the, yeah, the, the the ball going over the line, not over the line, whatever we, wherever you want to take it. Um, but it, it it does seem like certainly in the last three weeks you've 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 come out of that that mini rut that you you were in a little bit. Yeah, we have, but we haven't as well. It's um, we're still not playing amazing. Um, right, Sutton. Sort of came back and they had the much better half uh, in the second half. Um, so we were fortunate getting a, a Lee Elliot Lee goal late on in that one. Um, and I think I didn't watch the MK Dons game, but um, that could have gone either way really. And particularly with that goal that uh, I'd have given it, but I've since seen a seen it from a different angle. And it's possibly a bit dubious, but no, I think on, I think most refs or most people would have given that as a goal. So we should have come away with sort of no points really from that. Um, yeah, in terms of in terms of players, we obviously we, we we obviously know we obviously know the big the, the big ones and the big names. But is there anyone mm. for you that Jill's fans may well should look out for on on Saturday? Ooh, well, we're just rotating the team so much at the minute. Um, up front, we went Marriott and um, Dalby at the weekend, which was uh, uh, sorry on Tuesday night. So I think you'll definitely see Mullen, um, two partners Mullen. Uh, I prefer Palmer. I think uh, Mullen plays a lot better with Palmer next to him, but for some reason Palmer's been out of favour a lot of late. And uh, we've had Stephen Fletcher, who's he's doing all right, but Mullen doesn't do that well next to him a bit really. Um, Lee um, was rested at, uh, for MK Dons. He'll come back. Um, he's doing quite well in the scoring. Uh, I think 14 goals this year. So um, he's not been on great form, but um, he got the goal sort of not long back. So uh, I think he's keen to get, get 20 goals this season. He's after. Um, We've got injured uh, to Evans and Jones in the midfield, so we've not really got a holding player in the midfield at the minute. So Luke Young is uh, a bit of a fan favourite, but he's we've not seen him for so long this season. So hopefully he, he plays again. Um, I, I've got a feeling he will play, and he's cracking. Andy Cannon has been in cracking form this year. Um, he should hopefully play as well. Um, Mendy, I like, um, but he's not been playing so much in the, with McLean playing ahead of him on the left. 
But um, last week, uh, McLean sort of played more inbound in the centre and uh, Mendy got a game on the left. So that was really good. Nice. Ryan okay. Barnett. Well, whether we, on our right wing, we're just pacey. So whoever's uh, on your <laughs> left hand side, they're gonna they're gonna be run ragged. I think with uh, we've either got Ryan Barnett or uh, the new signing from Salford uh, and Bolton. Brilliant. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you'll, you'll have fun on you'll have fun on that side. Just just what we want to come up against pace. Before we let you go, then Christian, um, yeah, let's let's get a score, score prediction. Then what you're gonna go for? Um, I think one all to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Interesting. All right. Top man, thank you so much for, for coming on this evening. Really, really no appreciate um the insight into Wrexham. Um, yeah, and I, I guess aside from Saturday, all the best for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Top man. Thanks um, a lot. No worries. Um yeah, Matt, we'll come to you then. Um yeah, what how, how are you feeling ahead of Saturday? Oh, I mean, positive because it's my birthday game. So, you know, always positive for my birthday game. Uh, but look, it, I know it's going to be a tough game. Um, although I know, like, uh, I, I, was it Christian? I believe the, guy, the, the guy's name was, uh, I know he said earlier, look, Wrexham don't always travel away well from home. So if we can create an atmosphere, I think it'll be in a full house. I think it's going to be something special. I think it could be a good game. I think it could be an entertaining game and I am really looking forward to it. So, bring on the Wrexham. Yeah, what about you, Owen? How are you feeling ahead of the weekend? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Um, the problem I have is it's, we just don't turn up in the first half. We don't have any any real ambition as a football team in the first half of games for whatever reason. We... Don't start well, regardless of whether the crowd's up for it, regardless of whether it's a big crowd or not. We just don't, just don't go for it in the first half of games, and it's so incredibly frustrating. That needs to change, and it, that's the first thing we've got to do in order to make this a, a game that we can win, is start well, get the crowd on side, and don't let Wrexham dictate the game, dictate the play, and have the most possession. Obviously, Stockport did that in the first half um, on Tuesday when they were much the better side we had one shot all game uh, all half which was never going to go in from Jolly Williams and we just need to show people that we're our home and put the put the emphasis on the other team and not just let everyone let the other team pass around us and just go, go into our show a bit as we seem to do in every first half that we've had in recent weeks for whatever reason and yeah I, I, I don't know how I feel about it to be honest Um I wouldn't take a point because with how tight it is, we need to win. Um, regardless of who your position is and how good they are, we have to win. Because, like we were saying on Tuesday, Warsaw will have a game in hand on us. If they win that, they're 16th. If they go above us, it shows how tight it is. We can't, you know, I say we can't afford to drop points and people will be, people might argue, well, you know, it's a, it's a tough game against Wrexham. We, we've got to play everyone at the top. It doesn't matter. We've got to play Barrow twice, Mansfield, Morecambe, Crew, etc. All of them. So, if we say, oh, it's a good point because it's a good Wrexham side now, and a few weeks we'll be saying oh, it's a good point because it's a good Barrow side, and we, we can't keep saying it's going to be a good point because the team we're playing are good. We have to win games if we want to be in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. And I don't know from what I've seen, not to count game aside, if this Gillingham side is good enough to be in those playoffs. And at the minute, from what I've seen, I'm, I'd find it really hard to argue that they are. 
Tom, mate, good evening. Um, yeah, you've 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 joined us at the right time to to get you on and give us your thoughts. Um, yeah, so good evening, mate. Uh, yeah, how are you feeling ahead of the ahead of the weekend? All right, evening, uh, guys. Um, I've truthfully got absolutely no idea because obviously the optimism after County was 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 quite high, and I think people believed that we could go on go on a bit of a run. And whilst on the face of it, the Stockport result was a good result. What what we saw in terms of performance was wasn't great, and obviously Wrexham are going to be really up for this. You know, they they've got a real opportunity to to sort of you know put some distance between them and the teams below them. So it's, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, I'd like to think that we would be a lot more up for it than we have been in previous weeks, but um, yeah, I, it's just not knowing what sort of side's going to turn up. I think is the biggest thing for us. Yeah, well, we've obviously, before you joined, Tom, we were, we were talking about the injury issues that we've got at the moment. Um, of course, we've we've got we've got no Dom. We've, uh, George has only done, George actually has only done half a training session. Uh, Turner's not trained today. Uh, no Josh Andrew, Andrews. Andrews um, or seems to be out for the rest of the season. It's a bit of a worry at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, and and I think in terms of you know we still have a, a decent squad of players. Like if you if you look to you know you, you don't want to make too many comparisons, but if you look to sort of a few months prior to, to to this season, we would have you know loved to have had options. But realistically, we still don't have a, a settled first eleven. Injuries or no injuries, we we, we don't have a a first eleven that we can, can can say for definite would start every game. So there's been a lot of chopping and changing already. And obviously, with the injuries that we've got, it does mean that we are a bit thin on the ground ground in terms of personnel. Um, I expect, I actually think, you know, Jeffries has been probably the biggest miss out of the lot because of the midfield um, we played on Tuesday. There was a lack of energy apart from Williams, you know, in that sort of drifting row. I think I think Coleman and Dieng were, were quite below par on, on Tuesday. Um their midfield, Sarcevic sort of ran the entire midfield for them, and it was, you know, it was quite, quite, quite a difference. So, Jeffries has been a big miss. Obviously, he he probably won't be back before the end of the season. If he is, it will be for, for the last sort of couple of games. So, we are we are missing something, you know. Um, but yeah, injuries is going to be difficult. If you look at our injuries compared to what Wrexham can put out, you know, they were able to drop Mullin and and drop uh, Palmer and. Elliot Lee for their last couple of games and, and they still had a decent side out. So if you compare the two sides and what they've got available, it's it, it's a it's a difficult task. Yeah, Matt, I suppose with everything um in terms of injuries going on, what what team would you even start with? I mean, well, where do you start? Obviously, yeah, you know, look, if Turner's not available, it's you know, Morris is gonna have to step up. Um, I think the back line pretty much sets itself, although I probably would be in favour of uh, dropping Max Clark and bringing back in Scott Malone, uh, obviously Hutton on the uh, uh, on the right, Scott Malone on the left. Um, but again, yeah, this obviously the midfield situation. I, I've got to say, I, I feel that it's got to be either Coleman or Dieng. It can't be Coleman and Dieng. I think if, especially at home, having both of them were a bit too defensive, I think we need to go more on the attack. 
Um, so for me, I'd be looking at sort of a Coleman, um, Williams, Mahoney, uh, sort of three in the middle, uh, and then probably Walker and uh, Hawkins up top for the time being. Um, I, look, it's not ideal, I understand, but with injuries being the way they are, I think that's probably the best lineup to go with. Yeah, I mean, what about what about you then? What would you go with? Um, this is going to be a rogue one. I'm going to probably ditch the back four, uh, back five, and go for the back four. Um, I'll try and explain my reasons as I go along, but trying to make sense of the injuries is a bit difficult. Uh, yeah, it looks like Glenn will be in goal, which, you know, absolutely fine. He was our player of the year last year. He's more than capable of coming in and and, and uh, replacing Jake. Got no problem with that at all. Um, do you know what I thought when uh, I can't remember the game it was recently where we, we changed to a back four and we, we were much improved. I think it was a Swindon game, wasn't it? The second half we played a lot better. Uh, so I'd go over Romeo and um, I'd keep I'd keep Max. I don't think he's done anything particularly wrong to to be dropped. Then I'd go with uh, Connor Masterson alongside Max Aimer, which means uh, Shadow would drop out. Then I would go for a diamond uh, in the diamond at the base. I would bring in Sean Williams. Because, if I'm honest, as anyone who isn't Coleman in that position done any better this season, I don't think so. He's actually someone who can bring a bit of leadership. And I know his last game he played, I think, if, if memory was that horror show with, um, at Warsaw, wasn't it, where he was particularly poor. But he's still a good player. And I think we've missed someone who can actually lead on the pitch rather than <clears throat> from the sidelines. Um, so I wouldn't be adverse to bringing uh, Sean in at all. I then play Ethan on the right side of the diamond, a narrow diamond, I should say, not as a wide player. Uh, on the left side, I would have Johnny Williams, and then at the tip of it, I would have Connor Mahoney in behind Ollie Hawkins. And I mean, up the second choice is anything really, isn't it? I think it says all you need to know about um, Ashton Addison that uh, Stephen Clemens would rather have played Jaden Clark as a striker the other night, but. <sighs> I mean, flip, flip, flip of a coin, really, between uh, between Walker and Addison, really, isn't it? I don't think either of them have really done anything to to prove that they should be playing at the minute. But due to the lack of options, it's got to be one of them. I suppose you'd stick with Josh Walker. Can I tell you why? Not really. But if I said the same for Ashton Addison, would I be able to tell you why we should be playing him? No, not really. So it's just a case of, you know, one of them's got to play. So there you go. What about you then, Tom? Uh, I mean, I, I do like Owen's idea. I think, I think you know, you 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 play the five at the back or the, the three-five-two with the wing-back situation in the hope that you've got, you know, a couple of midfield players that can sort of give you the energy in the middle. And I think realistically, if you look at uh, at Tuesday, we had Dieng and Coleman that are very similar players. And because Williams weren't getting the ball, he was he was drifted quite quite far back, quite deep. He was picking the ball up in sort of the left back position. So I think realistically, um, it would need to be a change in formation if we're going to be be successful. And I think that maybe that would be a good option to start with. But I don't I don't know whether or not we've got the personnel to make too many changes. I think if we do have the have the have the, the three five two, I would potentially put Mahoney at the top um, of that sort of midfield three and, and, bring, and bring Johnny Williams in. If he's going to want to pick the ball up and play more, sort of more centrally, then then give him the tools to come and do that. Um, 
realistically in terms of the front two, I think a lot of the problems that we've had is that even with Nichols and Bond, when they were still here, it chopped and changed so much that that none of those players got got a consistent running running the side. Um, I think if you if you take Walker out, do you bring Nelson in alongside Hawkins and hope that something sticks? I would personally go Hawkins and Walker um, because I think Walker has got the potential to to play alongside him. But it's just he's. I mean, Tuesday he was never going to going to get the ball and hold it up the way that we were playing. Um, so I would go the same the same back five, um, Mahoney, Williams, and Coleman in the middle, and then Hawkins and Walker up top. Okay, let's finish off then. Uh, let's get your score predictions before we finish off tonight, Matt. What are you going to go with? Head and heart. So look, head. I think it's probably going to be like a you know a one nil game, but quite an exciting one nil game. But look, my heart says if we turn up, I think we can beat them three one. Oh, that is very very optimistic. Very very optimistic. This is also coming from the guy who has a bet with Lewis that Wrexham aren't going up this season. So (laughs) yeah, well. Uh, yeah, maybe you've got maybe you've gone with your bet rather than realism. <laughs> of, of course, and plus, I believe we're going to beat Man United seven 0 So yeah, well, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's silly or or I don't know. Um, Tom, what are you going to go with? Short and sweet, one all draw, Mahoney goal. Short and sweet, short and sweet. Owen. Uh, my issue is I, I don't think we're going to have enough to call on should it go south and the way we start games if we concede first which could have eased up in the other night I think we'll be in trouble I think we'll I think we'll lose 1-0 Okay uh, yeah we'll we'll finish up there then thanks for thanks all for listening um, tonight thanks to Owen, Tom and Matt for joining joining me on tonight's uh, podcast um We've we, just before we wrap it up, um, Scoots Callahan said four points to get Stockport this season. Frustrating game, but we move on. I feel like we can do something on Saturday, especially with a packed out Priestfield. Uh, Dan has sent in with injuries and management change at Cambridge. Do we think Bond could be recorded? Is it even possible in that deal? Clements and him didn't see eye to eye, it seems, but that could that I pretty I'm pretty confident. Uh, he's unable to be recalled. Um, someone can chuck a comment at me or chuck, chuck a tweet at us um, to I tell us otherwise. Right. But I, I'm pretty sure they put in, the, put in that deal. Um, he can't be recalled, um, which is, in the current situation, looking a bit silly, isn't it? Because <laughs> um, I think I'd, I'd, I'd bite your hand off if we'd off, offered Macaulay Bond for Saturday, to be honest. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, massive thank you to Christian as well. Uh, Wrexham fan for joining us this evening and giving the lowdown on them uh, and all the best for the rest of the season after Saturday as well thank you all for listening tonight you've been listening to the ME7 podcast um, yeah on to Saturday then to see if uh, see if Jules can can improve on improve on certainly that that all elusive home win this year um, which which needs to happen sooner rather than later doesn't it thanks for listening uh, good night up the Jules <laughs>